It is good to be in the house of God. Oh, you didn't say amen. The Bible said in his presence there is a fullness of joy. Pleasures forever. In Matthew chapter 7 verse 15 to 20. The Bible says, so watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothes clothing but inwardly they are ferocious wolves by their fruits you will recognize them do people pick grapes from tongue bushes or fig from tassels likewise every good tree bear good fruit but a bad tree bears bad fruit a good tree cannot this is this is not even God making it happen. It can't happen. Tell your neighbor, it can't happen. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit. And a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus by their fruit you will recognize them. You will recognize them by their wall. Their fruit. Now, I started this journey with you. The mystery of the fruit. You, when you taste the fruit, it is not good because the fruit is good, but because the plant was good. Praise the Lord. I want you to be with me because I want to download some things to you. Among all the parts of this of the series on this mystery of the fruit, uh, the one that I really delight so much in that I feel it kept on talking to me during the week is this particular one. I want to borrow to, I want to emphasize certain things from here, from John chapter 15 verse 1 to 2. Now, one of the things you have to understand is that the Bible said in the book of John, chapter 15, verse 1 to 2, it said, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener, and he cut off every branch in me that bears no fruit. Who cuts it off? God cuts it off. Whilst every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful hallelujah now if you happen to be that is why i've been a pastor for for a few years and one of the things i've discovered is that sometimes when somebody is doing well in the house of god uh what will happen is that more responsibility is given to the person so if i tell you to sit on this chair and i realize you are sitting properly i give you the second seat as it sit on both of them so when you begin to bear fruit, it begins to put pressure on you. The reason why the pressure comes about is for you to bear what? More fruit. So if you are in a place where pressure or you are not intrigued to be able to bear much fruit, things are not happening to you for you to bear much fruit, then it means you are really not bearing good fruit. Amen. I want to minister. The Bible said what? It said every tree that beareth fruit. The God that we serve. He prunes so that it will. It will bear much fruit. I want you to look at your neighbor and say neighbor. 
more fruit is in discipline. I'm ministry under the subject of entitled the mystery of the fruit. I'm talking about discipline. Those of you who just joined us in this series, I said that fruit is anything that you are seeing, let's, such as this wonderful lady is playing the instrument here. What you are seeing, the beauty of what she's playing, or maybe the ugliness of what she's playing, is as a result of what is coming out of her, which is more intrinsic. Being demonstrated as in the, in the outward way. Now, what she's playing, the fruit, is what determines whether you like it or not. So, when somebody does something and it looks beautiful, we... We term that that is a fruit. And I told you that the mango tree, it is a fruit that announces the mango tree because of its taste. In this country, most of the people here have not seen the plant that produces banana. They don't know how banana tree look like. They don't know. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So I'm going to talk today about discipline. Talk to your neighbor discipline. So the Bible says that when you are bearing good fruit... The next thing for you is that God is going to create room for you to bear much fruit. And to bear much fruit, it doesn't just happen. You have to be warned. You have to be encouraged. You have to do some things. So today, are you ready? We want to share deep things together. Amen. So when you realize that you are bearing fruit and God begins to prune you, when you begin to prune something, it means to cut off certain parts. So, if you are bearing fruit, it doesn't mean they should leave you alone. No. When you are bearing fruit, it doesn't mean they should leave you alone. When you are in the house and you are cooking good food for your husband, don't be surprised when your husband starts inviting his friends to come over. Because when you produce good things, it attracts people. Praise the Lord. The last time somebody during the during the fun, you know, during the time we were having get together here, don't we were doing what? Swallowship. Praise the Lord. When we we're doing swallowship, I saw a particular food and I said to the person, did you are you the one who prepared that food? He said, Yes. I said, I tasted it, it tasted nice. What I'm trying to tell you is that I want more swallowship. Hallelujah. So when you are doing something good. People will call you to do it more. And most of these young ones, when I tell them, play the instrument, when you are playing it good, people will encourage you, and the encouragement will be extended to a level where you'll be challenged. The reason why you are challenged is for you to bear what? Much fruit. There is, oh my God, there is more in, in you that you don't know, but the pruning will bring it out. But the pruning is not comfortable. Are we ready? All right, now let me have the pictures on the screen, please. Come on, be with me. Come on. Let me have the pictures on the, on the screen uh, sequentially. Let me have them one at a time. Now look at this particular one. Uh, look at these pictures. You see this picture here? Oh, turn off the light for me for two seconds. Then we see. Now look at this here. You see how, is it beautiful? Would you like this to be your garden? I promise you, it doesn't just happen. There is no plant that produces things like this. The only time it becomes like this is when it allows itself to be pruned. You want to have a garden like this? You have to talk to minister. Okay, some time ago when 
He got a garden and he, he said, no, I don't want a garden. You know, I, don't, I don't want it. A garden is for more work. Praise the Lord. I don't have time. for. If you don't have time, you don't have a garden. You don't need, you do, you don't need to talk about garden. Praise the Lord. When you realize a man who doesn't like working in a garden, when he buys a house, he doesn't even check whether there is a garden or not. Because it's not his priority. Let's go to the next photo. You like it? There is no plant. This plant here didn't produce itself like this. It can never happen. Most of you have got things like this in your house. But because you've not allowed this, the plant have not been pruned yet. It cannot become like this. Let's go on, please. Let's go on. I have so much. Look at this. Isn't it beautiful? Oh dear. There is something in you that is more beautiful than this. The only thing you need to do is to allow yourself to be pruned. To allow yourself to be disciplined. Hallelujah. I wish my son Aaron is here. There are things I do to him that is not pleasant. But after he goes through it and he comes out. Look at me. Everybody sit out here. Everybody there is something good in you. And that is what we're focusing on today. The reason why you are hearing this message is that there is something good in you. Tell your neighbor there is something good in you. And because there is something good in you, I promise you that there are things that are coming out of the goodness of you that must be cut off. You like this one. Those of you who don't know, this is my drink, my, this is my, my, this is my picture. Hallelujah. You have a garden like this. It means you have more work to do. Hallelujah. Let me have, is it the last one? Isn't it exquisite? Isn't it splendiferous? Isn't it so amazing? Extraordinarily distinctive. Look at it. But most of you have got gardens in your house that can look like this. You just need to hand it over to somebody who knows what he's doing. And he will transform it for you. Hallelujah. You don't know what is in your wife. If you are going to prune something, you have to be mindful about the importance of that thing. So if you're a wife here, you're a husband here, you're a child here, you must be allowed to be pruned. Is it beautiful? Hallelujah. Amen. Is that the last one? I don't have time. Okay, let's keep it there. Keep it on the screen. Now, the word to, dis- to discipline means... The ability to control yourself, others, even in difficult situation. Okay? In difficult situation. I will only know that you are disciplined when I see the difficult situation in your life and you are able to keep your standard constant. The other meaning says to teach someone to behave in a controlled measure. I did a bit of management, control. Uh, we did directing and controlling. Cor- controlling is co- when you control an, uh, a product, it means that you compare what is desired. Okay, let me define it. It's okay, you see. Control means comparing what has been done with what should have been done and correcting deviation where necessary. Did I get it correct? Good. I thought you clap. You don't know how many years that has been there. So this I quoted has been there for about seven, seven, almost 15, 16, 17 years in my management class. So 
And the other definition I want to give to you is that discipline that I'm going to talk about predominantly today is more of self-discipline. The ability to make yourself to do something even if it is difficult so that you can achieve a goal. The reason why you are, you are subjecting yourself under that ordeal is that there is a goal you want to achieve. It said, the next definition is to be carefully controlled the way that you work, live, or behave, especially to achieve a goal. Praise the Lord. And as I said before, I want you to come with me on this. The root word for discipline is, is from the word disciple, which comes from the Latin word disciplos. That is a P. Uh, t- I, I, I like it when I was listening to one guy who is very funny. It's a pain, pain, P-P-N, pain. I wonder what kind of spelling is that? It's a pain, P-P-N, pain. <laughs> Hallelujah. So the, Greek, the Latin word that is used here, discipulos, that is D-I-S-C-I-P-U-L. US. It means student. Most people believe the disciple is a follower. Probably because of the religious context. But in reality, it means student. As in one who studies. So when you are disciplined, it means there should be somebody to teach you and you receive it. The word discipline is also from the Latin uh, disciplina. Meaning instruction and training. It is derived from the root word. Disiri. To learn. Discipline is not something others do for you. Come on, I'm going somewhere. Be with me. It is not something that others do for who? For you. Nobody can do discipline for you. I'll explain it. It is something you do for yourself. You can receive instructions or guidance from someone or many sources. But the source of discipline is not external, it is internal. So when you tell me that don't eat in the evening because it causes you to have bloated stomach, I hear the instructions you have given to me, but the decision not to do it is dependent on me. And that is what we call discipline. You can be guided by... Some people think that discipline is punishment. It's not. When you, when you punish somebody, you are trying to guide the person, but your way of guiding the person is harming the person. Uh, I'm, 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 let me stick here. I want to stick here. I don't, I, I'll, uh, discipline is not disobedient to someone else's standard to avoid punishment. Okay? It is not what disobedient to someone else's standard to avoid punishment that is not what i'm talking about it is learning and applying intentional standard to achieve meaningful objective so this over here the plant cannot talk but when he he the plant allowed itself to be catered by the gardener it produces a beautiful thing this is the decision when you see this this garden, do you see the gardener there? You are, you are seeing the, the plant that has made itself become like this. 
And if you don't know, you may think there is a plan that was born like this. Hallelujah. I, I want to say something. If you can write it down, write it down. This plant was not born like this. No plant is born like this. But it could be this. What you are seeing there was not born like this. But can be made like this. Discipline is a choice. Come on, be with me here. Discipline is a war. It's a choice. Your choice, it is a decision. Better yet, all of your decision. It is a choice. It is not my choice. It is your choice. It is idiosyncratic. It is particular to you. Discipline is your word, your choice. Whose choice? My choice. It is a decision. Whose decision? My decision. Praise the Lord. Let me stand here, otherwise time. More discipline, more choice. More control. Better options. Higher standard. Improved stick skills. More flexibility. More discipline produces more choice. More control. Better option. Higher standard. Improved skills. More flexibility. When you are disciplined, I promise you, you can become a doctor. You can become a teacher. You can become a cook. You can become a chef. Ah, there are few ones you cannot become because you have to be called like a pastor. When you are disciplined, you have more choices in your life. You can choose any subject you want to learn in school. Why? Because you are all, you are disciplined. You are more flexible. Praise the Lord. And I say to you somebody, less discipline, less choices, less control, fewer options. Lower standard, inadequate skills, less flexibility. If you are not disciplined and you want to be a driver, you will stay as a driver forever because that is not that is a level of of your let me leave it to you. There is nothing so disobedient as an undisciplined mind. Give me that guys, be with me. There is nothing so disobedient as an undisciplined mind. There is nothing so obedient as a disciplined mind. Praise the Lord. There is nothing so disobedient as what? As an undisciplined mind. And there is nothing so obedient as what? Disciplined mind. Praise the Lord. There is so much God wants to do with you, but he can do less with you because of your indiscipline. I like it when I read Psalm 119 verse 11. It said that I have hidden your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. It's a decision David made. He had the word of God. He hid it in his heart. He said, I've made a decision 
thy word. I have hid your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. It doesn't mean sin doesn't crouch into his level, into his quarters, but he's made up his mind that I am disciplined. Psalm 94 verse 12, Psalm 94 verse 12 said, that Blessed is the one who discipline. Lord, the one you teach your laws. The laws of God must discipline us. Praise the Lord. I like it. This scripture reminds me of Minister Emmanuel. Psalm 119 verse 105 to 106. It said, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I have sworn and I will perform it. That I will keep thy righteous judgment. Hallelujah. When you hear the word of God being preached to you, it must bring into you discipline. I can do it, but I've made up my mind I'm not doing it because it's a choice. I've made that choice and I've made that commitment. It is my prayer that today you will receive the strength to jump and become disciplined in the name of Jesus. You will be disciplined in the name of Jesus. Whatever keeps you not to be able to allow the word of God in you to move forward the way you should do today, you are receiving strength. That strength that causes one to be indebted to the grace of God will come upon you in the name of Jesus. Your life is receiving grace to walk in the place of discipline. I pray that every limitation in your life is giving way for the supernatural grace of God in the name of Jesus. Tell your neighbor there is more than you. There is so much in you. When you commit, ah, oh my God, I will get it somewhere. I talk about commitment. I spoke about time factor. But now I am on discipline. Anybody who has achieved great success in life can never do or can never become successful without discipline. I listen to a lot of people. Ilya Mas told me that he disciplines himself even the hours he sleeps. When I listen to Usain Bolt, he tells me that he's more disciplined than I've ever had before. Why? Because of his goal he must achieve. He said, I'm so disciplined that I spent about four years preparing for something that will be done in two minutes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor more is coming. I like the price of excellence. Let us go. William Arthur Wood said something in our quote. He said, the price of excellence is discipline. The price of excellence is discipline. The cost of mediocrity is disappointment. The price of excellence is what? Discipline. The cost of mediocrity is what? Disappointment. Unquote. I like it when I met Bethany Bridges. She said, if you don't teach your children discipline, you are preparing them. Or you are preparing him or her poorly for life. So when you train your children, unquote, when you train your children without discipline, teaching them the ways they should go, you are preparing them not to be adequate for life. Hallelujah. A man called Carl. Carl made a statement. He said, one half of life is lack. 
one half of life is luck the other half is discipline and that is the important half for without discipline you wouldn't know what to do with luck praise the lord assuming life is chance but i promise you you need discipline to handle your luck praise the lord Abraham Lincoln made his quote, and I quote, It's a discipline is choosing between what you want now and what you want most. It's discipline. Instant gratification. No, I have a dream I want to achieve. Praise the Lord. Carlos Del Valley said, Discipline comes easily when you give yourself no other option it's a discipline comes easy when you give yourself no other options i pray today that whatever god has purposed in your life you will not have alternative in the name of jesus i want you to be with me because i want to share these things with you precious one there is so much God can do with you. But God, I want you to understand, God specializes in speaking. And when he speaks and you receive what he speaks and take it upon yourself to walk in it, that is when his glory is seen in your life. Sometimes where you are, sometimes where you are or where you used to be isn't the place for you. Let me say this again. Sometimes where you are, where you are right now, sometimes it's not the place you should be. What can move you from where you are to where you should be is discipline. You can be born into a poor family, but you have been born for greatness. It is discipline that will move you from the place of mediocrity to a place of greatness. There is no greatness without discipline. This one over here played the music so beautiful. You know what is so painful for me when I see this young ones play? The reason I am very, very psychologically inclined with the bass guitar. I'm not good at playing, but I can tell you what to play. When you play it, it produces good sound. The reason why it is mysterious to me is that I don't really understand that there are blank places you press and the sound changes. There are keyboards over here. We have black and white. But I promise you the most ugly sound can be produced from this keyboard. But somebody who knows what they, have, they are doing, who have been entrenched within the fabric of discipline, will tell you and will play the best melody on the keyboard than I ever. Praise the Lord. It is so surprising that God can look at you today and say, my son, if you would take my word and let it become a guide to you, you will never be able, the Bible said, he said, I will do a thing among you that if ye were told, you wouldn't believe it. Discipline is a key that unlocks divine possibilities. It's a key that unlocks divine possibility. As you discipline yourself, you begin to walk yourself into where you believe you belong to. Don't tell me where you belong to. It is discipline that carries you to where. You believe you belong to. Hallelujah. Discipline is the bridge between your goal and accomplishment. 
precious one is about time. The world in which we are in is developing indisciplined individuals. But if we are going to become good fruit that people want to see us and they want to emulate us, they want to, they want to, God, Jesus Christ is a man of discipline. The Bible said he was given instruction even to the point that he disciplined himself to the cross. The word discipline has been related to worldly things. And we, we so claim that it is not a biblical word. But I promise you, discipline is what makes the church become church. Hallelujah. It is discipline that empowers commitment to achieve its goals. It is what? It is discipline. If commitment can show forth and brag, it cannot brag without discipline. Anybody who is committed to something who is not disciplined cannot be true. It is discipline that promotes commitment. When discipline shows forth, commitment is automatic. It is my prayer that God will cause you to arise in the place of discipline. I said, without discipline, there will be no commitment. Precious one, you cannot strive in life. You cannot strive in your marriage. You can, I like it so much. I like talking about marriage because it is something that is so dear on my heart. When you get married, what you do, you discipline yourself on your wife. You discipline yourself on your husband. If there is anything, when you start going to school and you are in the classroom, you discipline yourself in the classroom. There are other alternatives, but I have purpose in my heart that this is my goal and I will do whatever it takes to walk into it. You cannot become great. Give me anybody on this head who has been successful. And when we open the bowels of that person, you will see discipline showing forth. Hallelujah. You cannot go in far in life without discipline. Because there are so many things that want to derail your attention. It is discipline that promotes faithfulness. Discipline promotes what? Faithfulness. I am faithful to you because I'm disciplined. And that is what the Bible said that Joseph, the Potiphar's wife, wanted to sleep with Joseph. But he said, no, I'm not sleeping with you. I am disciplined. I will not sin against my God. I will not sin against my master. I am disciplined. Where is your discipline? Discipline, if it is sold in shops, everybody will be successful. It is in discipline that promotes unfaithfulness. I pray that indiscipline will never find itself around you. It is the power of discipline that produces uniformity. The reason why we are all seated this way, I promise you, indiscipline people cannot be organized. They cannot organize things properly. It is discipline that promotes what? Uniformity. And I pray to you today, if we want to become great in life, if we want to excel in everything of our life, in everything we are doing at our workplace, if we are not disciplined, there is no way we will strive for excellency. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 says, For the Spirit of God, for the Spirit, for the Spirit God gave us, not, let me have that one on the screen please. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and word, and discipline. That is what the word of God should do to us. It should give us the spirit 
should give us power to love, power to discipline ourselves. We talk about love so much that we talk about discipline in the church. Ask your neighbor, do you want to become great in life? Do you want to become, you want to become so great that people want to admire you? If this ministry will move forward to the level where God wants us to move into, then we must walk in discipline. There is a goal. We are raising funds for, for, for the building. How disciplined are you in achieving that purpose? How disciplined are you in navigating yourself towards that purpose? It doesn't concern me. I don't care about it. Then you are walking in the place of indiscipline. In Titus chapter 1 verse 7 to 8, it says, Since an overseer manages God's household, he must be blameless, not overbearing, not quick-tempered, not given to drunkenness, not violent, not pursuing dishonest gain. Rather, he must be hospitable, one who loves what is good, who is self-ward, controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined. Our leaders are not disciplined. The church have gone to the level of developing indisciplined people. God is so determined to change our life if we will rise up in the strength of his word that has been given. We must be disciplined in our generation. There is no beauty without discipline. Precious one, it is my prayer to somebody under the sound of my voice because it is your decision. You are not even saying amen properly. But I promise you, if you walk in the strength of discipline, greatness shall be your portion. There is so much God can do for you, but less he can do with you without discipline. Hallelujah. More discipline, more choice. I said it. You have more options. Hallelujah. Let me release this and go. Some ways of improving self-discipline. How do I develop self-discipline? The first one is remove temptation. Setting an environment to enhance discipline. That's the first one. Remove all temptations. If you know you'll be watching TV the whole night, don't turn the TV on in the first place. Hallelujah. The second one is what? Forgive yourself and move on when you, when you don't become successful. When you fall into indiscipline, rise up and don't say, this is where I belong. Rise up. Number three, studying and learning from others who are disciplined. I see the way you are behaving. Can you teach me? I want to be like you. People who are disciplined always want to learn. Hallelujah. Look, you know the scripture I quote? It said the man of God, the overseer, must be disciplined. If I am not disciplined, I cannot be. There are things if you don't have, you can't be. So if you want to be, you have to have. Number four, believe in yourself. Say to your neighbor, believe in yourself. Number five, having a close walk with the Holy Spirit. Studying the word of God, being prayerful. These are things that will cause you to rise out of indiscipline. Praise the Lord. You want to become great in your relationship at your workplace? If a man who sees discipline at work... 
A man who is disciplined is a man who is welcoming promotion. I pray that you'll be, you'll receive the grace to be disciplined. In the, as I bring the message to a close, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 10 to 11, it said, they discipline us for a little while as they taught best. But God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. No discipline seemed pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. You must allow yourself. God will give you instructions. God will give you directive. But when you pick those directives and begin to walk with them, greatness shall be your portion. It is my prayer that we will rise up with the spirit of discipline. We will not be sleeping when we have to be awakened. It is my prayer that we will be alert in the things of God. In the mighty name of Jesus. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 25, 27, the voice version said that athletes in training are very strict with themselves. Exercising self-control over desires and for war. Praise God. Let me skip it so fast. It said, that is not our race. Verse number 20, verse number 26. It says, so don't run, Hamilus. I don't let my eyes drift off the finish line. When I box, I don't throw punches in the air. It said, I discipline my body. I make it my slave. So that after all this, after I have brought the gospel to others, I will still be qualified to win the prize. Precious one, it is not time to joke again. You don't sleep and you get money in your bank account. You don't see excellency in your life with a mediocre life. I am calling Crossfire Church to a place of discipline. A place where many will see and desire to be. Precious one, there is greatness God wants to bring in our life. But without discipline, there is nowhere we will go. There is a fruit somebody must see in us. And that fruit can be tasteful, can be desirous when we walk in the place of discipline. There is an instruction we need to follow. Young ones, we need to rise up in the strength of discipline. Husbands and wives, we have to rise up in the place of discipline. Every department, wherever we find ourselves, we have to rise up in the place of discipline. At our workplace, as we become disciplined and we begin to achieve goals set before us, promotion will knock at our doors. Why? Because we are disciplined. Stand on your feet. I thought you would put your hands together there. The message to a close. This is what God is saying to somebody. Joshua chapter 1 verse 7 to 9. Is it be strong and very courageous? Is it be careful to obey all the laws my servant Moses gave to you? Is it do not turn from the right to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go? Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on the on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Be not afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you forever. It is my prayer that the strength of God will come upon you. Will strengthen you to be disciplined. The words that will shepherd you. The guidance that will lead you to the place of righteousness for his name's sake. The guidance that you are being led by words. 
may you pay attention to them it is my prayer that you will move from the place of of obscureness of from the place of uselessness to a place of usefulness it's my prayer that you will see the gloriousness of god shine upon your life may your life embrace greatness because you have embraced discipline in the mighty name of jesus we call it done